Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So I had this saying, and if you listen to my podcast, then you, I'm sure you've heard it before, and it's this. If my mom won the lottery, the first thing she would say is, fuck, the taxes have to pay on this. Well, she probably wouldn't say fuck, but um, she would focus on the taxes she has to pay instead of the fact that she just won $200 million. And it's not that she's a greedy person. It's not that she um, is uh, unappreciative. Uh, She's actually a beautiful human being. She's kind. She's hardworking. She just has this pattern of not being able to allow herself um, to find joy in things, you know? She sees the glass as half empty. Um, It's hard for her to receive. It's hard for her to um, enjoy. Um, She minimizes the positive. Uh, She disqualifies the positive, you know? And... I think about her story and and why she's like this because this isn't a heart thing, right? I think it's a – or like a selfish thing. I think it comes from wiring. It comes from your story. And so uh, my mom grew up poor. She grew up um, in a war-stricken time in in Korea. Um, And, you know, Korea is is relatively new when it comes to – uh, how far they've come in it being actually um, a very, you know, thriving country. Um, it wasn't that long ago that Korea was just, you know, just village and, and uh, you know, no, like even in my lifetime when I was, um, I remember one of my first memories uh, when I was like three uh, was waking up my brother in the middle of the night because the bathrooms were outside. They were like, um, they were like porta parties. Party, porta parties, parties, portable parties, uh, porta parties, and I would. Uh, I remember he didn't want to. He didn't want to go. He like ignored, pushed me away, and so I remember walking out into the restroom in the middle of the night by myself, and opening the door of the the bathroom, the outhouse, and just seeing um, a bunch of rats. And 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 to this day, I am terrified of rats and rodents and things with tails because of, of that traumatic experience. And anyway, getting back to my mom um, and wiring, I think because she was raised um, on, you know, in survival mode, uh, you know, at 14, carrying pails of water to the village and working hard and um, coming to a new country, uh, working, you know, 17 hours a day in a, uh, it's like a 7-Eleven, but but, um, it was called Stop and Go. This is back in Georgia. And just, I mean, that's all she ever did was work and probably stressed out about money and bills and debt. And so I, I feel like she allowed herself to be programmed um, to not see the positive. I mean, she never took vacations. I don't even think she had many friends. I mean, she doesn't have many friends. She's just very, she just kind of exists. You know, she's not depressed. She's not miserable. But I never, I always, I always feel sad when I think about my mom because I don't feel like she's ever allowed herself to, um, enjoy life, you know, and, and, and this is, I think it's a mindset, you know, I think it's wiring. And I think when you, 
Um, of course, when you are, um, you know, just focused on surviving and, and feeding your children and, and, and you know, you, you are, it's hard to enjoy, right? It's hard to see connector, as I say. It's hard to find joy in things. Um, she's very logistical and pragmatic. And um, I've never seen her, like, ever excited about anything. And it kind of makes me sad. And um, I'm saying this because I used to be like this. I'm saying this because in my 20s and 30s, I would also disqualify the positive. If something good happened, instead of uh, celebrating and enjoying it, I would dismiss it. I would minimize it. I, I would allow it to pass, you know. Um, and then, of course, if something bad happened, I would amplify that, right? I would, if something bad happened, then the sky is falling and, and all of that shit. So um, I think part of why nothing really good happened to me back in the day uh, was because I didn't create space for good things to happen. I think good things were happening. Um, they just didn't meet my expectation of good, you know, because they weren't uh, big life-changing things. I would uh, disqualify anything good. Anyway, one thing that I really uh, have been trying to do in the last decade is to not disqualify the positive, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's um, something small or, uh, you know, a, a, a mundane or something that is not that big of a deal that's not going to change your life. It could literally be someone give you, smiling at you or you seeing something um, different in a friend or a partner and and that that you wanted to see it could be a compliment it could be um a day off right or it could be the birth of an idea i don't know you know maybe you just had a good day but um it could be like that or it could be of course uh, life changing things right big events or opportunities that that come our way um meeting someone that you're excited about uh whatever right um, but to not disqualify the positive but to actually celebrate and embrace and i think this is um, especially for someone like me who's used to uh, always disqualifying the, the positive and only um, amplifying the negative, it's really hard to do. You know, It's something that I have to really think about and consciously um, tell myself that um, I don't have to pay the taxes on the, <laughs> on the lottery winnings, you know? Um, even if I do, to not focus on that. Uh, you know, if I if I get a ticket, you know, uh, think about it like um, all think about all the tickets I should have gotten and be grateful that I just got one, you know, things like that. Um, and if and if good things happen to to actually uh, sit in it, you know, I think a part of training our brain to live and accept and embrace and enjoy life is to um, sit in the moment uh, whether you know whether you're you're camping or in the ocean or having an amazing conversation with a friend, um, it doesn't matter what the moment is, uh, but to actually sit in it and and be present um, and not disqualify what is good. So let me leave you with uh, uh, a question: Is this a pattern that that you have fallen into? Have you been disqualifying the positive you know um are there positive things in your life that's actually a trick question because yes of course there are and i know that many of you are going through um a dark place or your 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 uh season your winter your chapter um your tunnel uh 
and I've been there many times. And if you are, I get it. I don't want to minimize that, but you can find positive in anything. Viktor Frankl, he wrote a book called um, Man's Search for Meaning, and he was in a uh, concentration camp. And even in there, the way that he survived was to uh, not only find positive, but finding meaning um, in prison, you know, being beaten and starved and all that. And it's just proof that uh, no matter your circumstances, if you change your mindset uh, and you, you start to focus on what you want to see and what you want to amplify and feed, allowing that to expand, um, that could change your life, you know. So changing your lenses can change your life. I encourage you today, I don't know what you're doing when you're, uh, as you're listening to this, to really take a, a, a highlighter, if you will, to the positive in your life as you go throughout your day, whether they come in moments or you're reflecting on a uh, uh, maybe a meaningful relationship or an accomplishment, um, or maybe you get some good news, I don't know, or maybe you're just enjoying a sandwich. <laughs> Focus on the positive. Be grateful for that. Uh, feed it. And the negative stuff, um, stop feeding that shit. Start, stop growing that and allowing that to eclipse the positive, and then, of course, you uh, drowning in your thoughts and now allowing the, the negative to haunt you and follow you around like a dark cloud, uh, which was basically my life in my 20s and 30s. Um, and so it's a practice like anything else, and I encourage you to start practicing it. I think it will change your state. Um, I think it will change uh, the way that you see the world. And I think it will eventually change your life. By the way, before I go, uh, if you're not getting my text, you should try it. Uh, it's free for a week. And um, I think about things every night, which I enjoy, <laughs> what to text, how it's going to impact uh, the people receiving them. And um, sometimes I stress out about it because I want these texts to be really potent. Um, and then at the end of the week... I send out a Google Doc that goes deeper on a topic. So check that out. You can go to my Instagram, uh, click on my bio link, The Angry Therapist, uh, or just go to my website, TheAngryTherapist.com. All right, be well and stop disqualifying the positive. Hey, if you have a passion to help others and want to become a life coach, or you just want to acquire tools to change your own life, learn more about our Catalyst Life Coaching Intensive we are an evidence-based training program with an amazing, authentic, vibrant community, and we give lifetime support. Just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, and click on Life Coach Training. Hey, before you go, if you like my ramblings and revelations and shares, I am now texting people directly to their phone. Just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, if you want to subscribe. I'll be doing weekly texts, five days a week, reminders, and also uh, mindsets and uh, exercises and challenges. And every week, there will be a different theme, a different topic. So I hope to see you in your phone. And also, if you enjoy this conversation, I hope you help me uh, spread the dialogue and help other people by sharing it. You never know what people need to hear. So if it's helped you, I hope you uh, can help me help others.